0: There's one thing I know on this planet is that dog man's gonna do what dog man's gonna do. Welcome back to the swamp, my friends, and welcome if you're new. Today I'm going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true horror stories sent in by viewers just like you based around Dogman, werewolves, lycanthropes, loop-garoos, roo yamama-garoos, whatever you want to call them. And we're going to we're, we're gonna try to get to the bottom of this goddamn diddly dun doodly mystery here. So if you enjoy these stories, be sure to slap that like button per usual. It helps me out a ton. Subscribe if you're new and get ready for these creepy and allegedly true Dogman stories that'll creep you out tonight. Oh yeah, if you have a story, be sure to send yours in at swampdweller.net. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. Did you know the folks at GhostBed have been crafting scary good mattresses for over 20 years now? They're a family-owned company that knows the secrets to a spine-tingling slumber. Their mattresses feature signature and patented cooling technology. So even when it gets dreadfully hot, GhostBed keeps you cool, calm, and collected. GhostBed offers a 101-night sleep trial so you can test out their beds in the comfort of your own home. They also provide free shipping so you don't have to face the horrors of added cost. Quality is crucial, especially when it comes your spine's well-being swamp folk ghost bed never cut corners only using the most durable supportive and long-lasting materials you'll rest easy knowing your sleep experience is built to last look i've been using my ghost bed pillows for a couple months now and i honestly love these things they have genuinely helped me sleep through the night without waking up i used to get so hot and sweaty i don't know must run in my family it really keeps me nice and cool at night and i've been having great sleep and great dreams So, while you immerse yourself in the chilling tales of the dark swamp, remember to bring comfort to your nights with Ghostbed. For a limited time, head to the ghostbed.com slash swamped and use code swamped for 40% off your purchase site-wide. Again, head over to ghostbed.com swamped and use code swamped for 40% off your purchase site-wide. Adolescent Dogman Sighting by Philip When I was about 12 years old, I was on my bi-yearly visit to see my grandparents, both of whom I loved dearly and wished to spend more time with. They lived in upstate New York. The specific area has since been developed, but it used to be just a few houses between islands of woods. There also used to be a lot of farmland interspersed between those woods. The wildlife around there usually included deer, black bears, porcupines, and everything in between, all of which I was accustomed to seeing on a weekly basis there, none of which I could confuse with what I saw that day. Me and my cousins were all there. We were playing in an old willow tree which we transformed into a makeshift treehouse. On the event day, We all played while waiting on the Thanksgiving dinner. We had a pair of binoculars to look a bit further to observe intruders that would dare intrude into our willow tree fort. The older ones of us didn't take it very seriously. We were all just having fun being kids. Nevertheless, we were all playing lookout ensuring there were no intruders doing our part. That's when I saw something I wasn't seriously looking for. It was only about four foot tall, but definitely had a humanoid form. Honestly, I didn't believe what I was seeing quite at first. I thought maybe it was my imagination. So before I told anyone, I asked for the binoculars, expecting to see a group of leaves or some sort of tree limb. And when I looked, I saw something that I guess I could only say was some sort of werewolf, dogman, were corgi. Man, But instead, as I peered through the binoculars and trained my eye on a better view of what I was looking at, it was less than 25 feet from our position. Anyway, I saw fur, muscles, and a gently moving chest that expanded and contracted with each breath, as well as predatory teeth extending from its open mouth. Still, I didn't really believe what I was seeing. I thought I was letting fear take over, so I asked my oldest cousin what he saw. He confirmed what I saw, and we told our younger cousins not to move and to stay calm. We didn't tell them what we saw at first. We were afraid that they would freak out and run for it. So we all sat there, not moving. After my cousin hung the binoculars up on a hook, it was staring at us. It was almost like it felt like an hour, but it couldn't have been more than just 20 or 30 minutes. The sun began to lower in the sky. Finally... Our silent vigil was broken by the sound of my grandmother calling, Boys, time for dinner. At which we all sat there, wondering if we should make a run for it or not. So we all decided if we would go, now would be that time. Not because of dinner, but because there was an adult out here. And indeed, if there was a time to make a break for it, now was the time. So I announced, Alright everyone, run for the front porch. We all made it inside, and my cousin, who also saw it, was also so disturbed he didn't really eat much. After Thanksgiving, we were all safe. My grandmother, much to our fear, asked where are my binoculars. Only then did we realize how scared we were because we left them out there and we all refused to go back out. To this day, I don't know what I saw. I don't know if it was some sort of fear-driven imagination, or if I saw some sort of adolescent dogman. face to face with dogman by anonymous my name is evan and i live in a pretty rural area of maryland my life is pretty crazy and full of insane and scary stories many that i hope to tell on this channel i have always wanted to be a park ranger i'm very into nature and i love fishing and traditional bow hunting I also have a very indoor side, and I love to play video games with my friends. Anyway, this story takes place in a large patch of woods near a rather big creek in the summer of 2019. The woods are not too far from my house, so me and my brother would often go there to trap minnows and crawfish, and just play around. For some reason, I felt really off about going to the creek when my brother asked if I wanted to go. You know when you get this gut instinct that something just isn't right, even if you have no clue what it is? That's the feeling I was having at that very moment. I brushed it off and said yes nonetheless, and so I packed my leather travel bag with my micro fishing pole, our house keys, two crawfish traps, and my trusty fixed blade knife, bug spray, and some hand wipes to keep the nasty muck off our fingers. I hesitated for a moment before leaving my room, Something told me I need to grab my longbow. My longbow cost me a fortune and is all handmade. It actually could probably take a tumble more than any of the modern bows I own due to the durability of the wood and the great craftsmanship. I didn't want to bring it at first, but that weird gut feeling that something was off went over and I grabbed the bow just in case. Besides, it was made for the woods. My brother noticed when I came outside that I had my bow with me. He asked if I needed any broadhead arrows. I said, don't worry, I was just doing some practice. I think he was a bit scared and I felt bad. I loved my brother to death and only want the best for him. So seeing that he was nervous, I said that I would make sure to be careful and I offered to let him shoot it. This seemed to cheer him up a bit. So we headed up the dirt path to the edge of the woods. It wasn't a long walk. You could always see the forest and hear the noises all around you. This was normally a comforting sound, but halfway to the spot where we'd entered the woods, my brother noticed how silent the woods have gone. When he said this, I realized he was right. There was not a single sound from anything. Dead silence all the way through the forest. My gut feeling was starting to be confirmed and my brother started to look very nervous. My bow was slung over my shoulder, and this gave me some comfort knowing I was armed. My brother then asked me how many arrows I brought. He again sounded excited about the proposition of shooting my longbow. I took this bit of enthusiasm and told him I had a perfect spot to shoot and set up the crawfish traps. As we entered the woods, somehow it seemed even more silent. I, of course, had no perfect spot, and was just doing this to keep my brother from flipping out. We eventually did find the creek, and I told my brother to set up the traps. I gave him the crawfish traps and a little raw chicken I had packed, and he set off. I, however, took this opportunity to look around the area. It was rather dense foliage on all sides of the creek bank, and no sign that anyone else had been here for a very long time. I heard my brother splashing in the creek, probably scaring the crawfish away. Suddenly, a noise to my left snapped my attention away from the creek. It sounded like a massive branch had been snapped in two. I looked in the general area of the sound and noticed there was nothing there. At this point, I was getting very scared, and so I pulled out an arrow and knocked it on the string of my bow. The wood seemed weirdly dark, as if it was already six at night, but it was only 12.30 in the afternoon on a warm, sunny summer day. I began to shake and was about to call out to my brother when I saw it. At first it looked like a massive, black and brown mass that blocked out the sun. But then I realized it was fur. I was staring at what looked like to be a dog or a wolf standing on two feet looking at me. I was instantly terrified and didn't want to move. It's as if the eyes were hypnotic. Its eyes were bright green. Even from nine feet away, I could make out every feature of the creature. It was easily 6'10" and had a snout with teeth dripping with drool. Its mouth was partially open, and so I could see its large tongue covered in drool, as if it wanted me for its next meal, which it probably did. It was covered in dense brown fur which seemed to be extremely thick and matted. It had claws, but its paws were more like human hands than paws that a normal dog would have. Its ears were perked as if it were listening to my heart beating, I started sweating and decided to throw caution to the wind and shoot. I go to full draw and let the arrow fly, a direct hit on the beast's chest. Although it looked as if the broadhead had not even made a slight impact, the tip of the arrow was stuck in the creature's chest, but it didn't look like any other penetration happened. The creature looked more pissed off than hurt, as if my arrow in its chest was a slight inconvenience. I knew that the arrow would have gone completely through. I'm used to hunting big game, and this bow had some serious draw weight to it. I stood frozen once more as the beast grabbed my arrow and pulled it out of its chest. It tossed it aside as if it was unimportant. The weirdest thing was the blood. It was the darkest color I have ever seen. It looked like tar compared to the normal red coloration of what we know to be blood. I still don't know if it was my eyes playing tricks on me or if the blood was really that strange color. As I stood in fear my brother yelled that he had found a strange pile of bones in a small cave near the creek on the other side. My heart sunk to my stomach as I realized this beast was for real and if I didn't get out of there, me and my brother were going to be that next pile of bones. I yelled for my brother to grab my bag and we'd leave traps and come back for them later. He yelled up if everything was okay, and I said yeah, but my friend wanted to know if he wanted to sleep over at his place, and he was going to come pick us up. Excited, my brother grabbed the bag and ran up the hill. I was so focused on the conversation that my eyes had drifted away from the beast standing across from me. When I looked up, it was nowhere to be seen. We booked it out of the woods all the while I could hear foliage being stepped on to my left. We made it out of the woods in minutes, in record time. I texted my friend Omar to see if I could come over. He said of course and asked if I was alright. I said yes, but I'd explain later. He picked us up at a local gas station. My brother said he had a headache from running so much and wanted to go home. Omar drove him home and I said goodbye. As soon as my brother hopped out, I jumped right into what had happened. Omar didn't laugh like I thought he would. He looked at me when I finished telling him the story, and he told me that his father had the same exact experience 13 years ago. I was in shock but relieved he believed my story. We picked up some burgers and went home to his place. That night while watching a movie we researched what those things could possibly be. It turns out there is a creature called Dogman. While further digging on YouTube I found your channel. I decided to share my experience here to hopefully get some answers. Thank you Swamp Dweller for sharing my story. Also, I never went back to get those crawfish traps. My Hunting Trip Was Spoiled by Jimothy Back sometime in 2008, I was on a hunting trip with my brother up near the Canadian-Michigan border. We had rented a cabin for the week, and were looking forward to a nice, quiet week until this monster spoiled it all. One night, after a day of being in the woods, we were tired and didn't feel like cooking us a meal, So I decided to jump in my truck, drive into town, and pick up some pop and some grub while my brother stayed back to wash up. So I drove down into town by myself and was about 45 minutes away. So I drove into town by myself and was away for about 45 minutes max, probably not even a solid hour. I talked with the gal at the counter for a few, but I wanted to get back to feed my brother since he gets crouchy when he doesn't have food, and I didn't want him hacking at me. By the time I headed back, it was getting dark, and by the time I reached the cabin, the sun had already gone down all the way. I hit the road, leading to the cabin, and could see the silhouette of something big looking in one of the windows of the cabin. At first, I thought it was my brother, since it looked like it was standing on two legs, but this thing looked to be way too tall to be my brother. So then I thought to myself, well, maybe it's a bear. I didn't want a bear coming around the cabin and causing trouble, So I decided to try to scare it off with my headlights. So I aimed my truck in his direction and flipped on my high beams. What I saw was not a bear. It was a monster. When my lights hit it, it spun around and I saw the whole thing. And it was only standing on two legs. Now, my description of this thing is terrifying. I wish I had my camera handy so I could have just took a picture and give it to you, but... I wasn't expecting to see any type of monster out here. He was a big guy, like Harry from Harry and the Hendersons, but it wasn't any Sasquatch I was looking at. It looked more like a werewolf. He was more than seven feet tall at least, based on how high his head was above the top of the window. He was brown, like a chocolate lab color, but the coat was different. It was shaggy, like a wolf, and had like lighter spots on his chest and legs. He had big... Big muscles like he worked out in a gym all day. His chest was pretty wide and his shoulders looked to be that of Brock Lesnar. This thing was a real juice head. This thing had arms that looked like it could kill you very easily. And these long fingered hands with big nails at the ends. His neck was as thick as my waist almost. Even with all that power in his body, that's not what scared the heck out of me. Honestly... It was his face. He looked like he was madder than hell about something. Maybe because I interrupted him. Maybe that's just what their attitude is. But those eyes, they will haunt me for the rest of my days. I believe in good and evil. This thing was pure evil. The light reflected off its eyes like a night predator, and the rest of his face looked just like a wolf. Snout, teeth, nose, ears, all of it was just like a wolf. When this thing spun around to face me, it pivoted on its two back legs and turned like a human would. First he turned his waist to look at me and then pivoted to face me entirely. My body went numb and I started to shake. What in the heck was this thing? A werewolf? The only thing I could think that this thing was trying to do was to get to my brother and he didn't have an idea that this thing was out here. So I started honking my horn and flashing my lights to try to get it to go away. Then, that thing put its hands up to cover its eyes, just like a person. It gnashed its teeth at me, and then ran off into the woods. It was still on two legs the entire time. I pulled right up to the cabin as close as I could, grabbed my mag light, and took off into the door. I left the truck running, and I was calling out to my brother like a crazed man. He ran into the living room yelling at me, asking what the heck I was doing. I told him something was out there and we had to leave. Luckily, my brother is a trusting man. Forty-three years of living with me, he should know when I'm serious, right? So we grabbed our rifles and mag lights and took off to the truck with haste. As we ran to the truck, we could both hear something big running in the woods next to the cabin and the loudest growl I'd ever heard. That growl almost shook my insides. We tossed the guns into the truck and jumped in. My brother was shining his light into the forest, but he didn't see anything. Then we took off out of there like a bat out of hell. On my way back into town, I told my brother what I had seen, and he just shook his head. I think he was letting it soak. He just looked at me and said, I think we saw ourselves a werewolf. I looked up at the sky, it wasn't a full moon, so I don't know what I saw that night. We went back during the day a few days later after going to church, and I might add praying a lot. We got our stuff and talked to some gentlemen that rented us the cabin and told us what I saw. He swore he had never heard of anything like that around there before, but I kinda felt like he was lying. This is exactly why I'll never go into the woods alone, or unarmed, ever again. Dogman on the Highway by Dr. Null It was a rainy night in early December two thousand twenty two. I was out shopping for Christmas decor. I was just about done shopping and ready to start going home. I had just started my truck up, turned on my headlights, and started going down the road when I illuminated a silhouette of a furry thing. It was dark, and my headlights only showed so far into the pitch black night. The shape seemed to run. It got on all fours and ran into the forest. The black, and whatever else. I was frozen in fear and shock. In TV shows and movies, you see this all the time, and I didn't think it was real until it happened to me. I never got why they would do that or why you just didn't run for the monster, but now I do. I I get it. It must have been half an hour before I started to drive again when I got on the road. I eventually floored it. I am usually a safe driver, but not that night. I went like my life was on the line. Little did I know that when I peered into the forest beside me, for literally just a half a second I saw a pair of beaming reddish-orange eyes. I drove faster and faster, then realized that if I went home, this thing could potentially follow me, and I was not about to lead this thing to my place of rest. So I drove into a 24-7 diner. I was going to wait a few hours and make sure it would lose interest and move on. So I ordered a coffee and some eggs but I must confess I only picked at them. I was in no mood to eat. I was wondering if my little plan would work, if I was right about what that cryptid was. This thing was brilliant, and I didn't think it would mind waiting a few hours to eat me. So I stayed till dawn, honestly. It was about 6.30 when I finally left that diner. When I got to my truck, there was this horrible scent of urine coming from my car, and on one side there was deep gash marks, and even one of the tires were popped. I had no clue how my truck's alarm didn't go off. I thought this thing marked my truck with its urine, and that if I drove, it would follow. So I called the to tow and got my buddy to give me a lift home. It was calm after that. My truck is still in the shop, and I'm okay. But this thing scared the absolute crap out of me, and I'm pretty sure it was a dog man. The Red-Eyed Werewolf Bye. Mr. B. Hello there, swamp dweller. You can call me Mr. B. I have heard the majority of your stories told on the channel. I want to say I love your narrations. Now then, I wanted to tell you of a time I came face to face with what I could only describe to be as a dog man. For context, I'm a twenty six year old male, five six and kind of buff. Never scared easy, coming to think of it. Standing face to face with this thing, I got a otherworldly presence. Anyways, I'm getting out of mind here. As I was saying. This all took place at my good friend Jason's house in Mount Poconos. Now, Jay's place was not too shabby. It wasn't exactly what you would think of for a home up there. It was very modern. Jason loved to drink. So, as we would do every other weekend we would get smashed and have a good time. Okay, now for the story. I was gearing up to go out ice fishing with Jason late at night, drinking and having some fun doing nothing but staying warm with these pocket warmers. So it wasn't all bad. I arrived at Jay's place a little after five as we would be drinking shots before we went, but something deep down was telling me not to drink so much that night. I don't know if it was a weird feeling you get when your body can sense something isn't right while you physically can't, so I chose the latter and kind of drank here and there. Jason asked why I wasn't drinking as much, but I said not to sour the mood, sorry man, just got terrible pains in my stomach. Jason replies, well, alcohol heals all. I laughed and said, nah man, I gotta go to the bathroom. He said, ha, forget you then, obviously starting to get drunk already. So I head to the bathroom. I feel this overwhelming sense that something just isn't right. For further background, I have a family of occult witchcraft. I was blessed by my grandmother's sister right before she passed. This haunts me to think about, but I'm living strong. As I am standing there, this window looks out into the forest, and a dense forest surrounds it. I take a look, and in the distance... I see what can only be described as glowing blood-red eyes. I take a step back and leave the bathroom immediately. I get to my friend, who was already ready to go, and I saw that he was drunk as a skunk. Having a backpack of twelve cans of bush, his bottle of vodka, you can say he was definitely a bit tipsy. He looked at me and said, hey, you ready, or will you be a sissy and chicken out? I gave him this look like, don't go. But I said, no man, I'm good. I'll come with. He's my friend. I won't abandon him there if something is lurking about. So I gear up, but I take a simple sawed off that he keeps under his kitchen sink with some slugs. I take them and load them up. Jay asked, hey man, what are you doing with my baby? I said, well, I thought it would be fun to shoot some cans when we're done. He of course goes, oh yeah man, let's do it. I dump half the shells in my bag and get up and head out. It was a crisp, cold night. We headed out to find some ponds. Yeah, sounds dumb, I know, but this is my friend. He was there for me when nobody else was like a brother. I also brought spray paint with me, pure white to mark our paths so we wouldn't be lost. Now then, we are going deep into the woods, and it is so dead quiet that you could hear the drop of a waterfall from a mile away. It wasn't right. It was off. I couldn't help shaking it off. We are being watched by a dark, solid force There was a presence. I looked around as my friend slowly stumbles and falls. I go to him, pick him up, and say, I think we should head back. You're too drunk. Let's party in the house, man. He looks up, smiles drunkenly, and says, Sure, I want to listen to ACDC. It's too cold. Besides, we're probably out of beer as well, he says in his drunken state. So I slowly picked him up, and we started walking back very slowly. We turn around, and I see it there, standing behind us, not even 50 feet away. This thing was tall. If I had to guess, it was roughly 10 feet tall, or maybe even bigger. This creature was just standing there before me and my friend. Sounds began to emanate from this thing just breathing, and the steam coming from its nose, with those same blood-red eyes I saw before. It didn't do anything but stare at me, but I knew that this thing was much more hostile if it wanted to be. I was trying to understand what, what it wanted, and it seemed like it was trying to understand what we wanted. Or maybe it was deciding to attack us, or if it was going to let us go. Now I know that not many would take this as accurate and brush it off as a rubbish dogman encounter story. But to me, being from my family, it was more than understanding that we were not so different. I had my curse, and it had its curse to bear. Mine is to be doomed to loneliness, as my friend Jason died six months after this. To end this story, the beast then closed its eyes, and just like that it was gone in the darkness of the trees. We scrambled and made it back to safety. My friend literally peed himself, and I didn't know what to say or believe what we had seen that night. This again was six months before his death. In the end, as I say, my curse is loneliness. Well, that is true. I have no friends, but I work. Not much family left, that's for sure. And it isn't enjoyable nowadays about having anyone be your friend, as I am also an empath. Honestly, this was a life-changing encounter with what I can only describe as Dogman, and I would love to know what others would think about this. And thank you, Swamp Dweller, for sharing my story. Something stalks our land by anonymous 7 years ago my wife and i purchased a property in 11 acres of woods in a rural part of the northeastern minnesota area the woods were connected to a more significant acreage of fields and woods of about 160 acres and all those sparsely populated the land is near a fairly busy state highway. There are some housing developments in the area, but they are about 3-4 to four miles away, and the majority of the land all around our property is farm, fields, woods, and rivers. It's incredibly remote, but I wouldn't call it wild with towns so close. I'm mentioning this because I've heard of many Native American legends of things in the deep northern woods of Minnesota and Canada, but the area we live in is not that, rural. Yes, but not the endless North Woods. As I said earlier, I'm not a believer in the supernatural and I've never been afraid of the woods or the outdoors, even though I have a healthy sense of caution and respect for giant bears, moose, wolves, or other potentially dangerous wildlife. I am also an avid hunter and mountaineer and have experienced many nights in the wilderness. I've had numerous encounters with dangerous animals or situations, so I'm not entirely spooked too easily. Knowing my state of mind is essential to my story because people can explain so-called supernatural encounters with an already high-level of belief, anxiety, or fear, but that's not me. Well, that all changed after the first few weeks of moving in. The house and land had been abandoned for a couple of years due to foreclosure. So much work was needed to be done to get it back into shape. Wildlife had grown accustomed to no human presence, and black bears frequently roamed the yard at night, and many other woodland creatures also found this to be some sort of highway. We also found many animal bones scattered throughout the woods and an abundance of coyotes. One night during those first few weeks we had a rainstorm, and I was worried about a broken downspout potentially causing a basement lake. It was about 10pm, so I grabbed my headlamp and headed outside to deal with it. Behind our house is a relatively large, swampy area that divides the woods. I had my back facing this area while fiddling with the downspout when suddenly I had this intense feeling of dread. It's tough to explain the surface, but my body knew something was back there. It wasn't a normal feeling of observation. I had never felt this type of fear before. I tried to stay calm and slowly turned around to point my headlamp back towards the swamp. What I saw was something I still can't explain. Eyes. Numerous glowing reflecting eyes are staring back at me. These were not the eye reflections of what you would see with deer or other animal, since they were different heights. And when I pointed my headlamp right where you would expect these things to be, there would be nothing but weeds and trees. When I turned the headlamp off, they were still there and glowing as if they were right there with a light being shined on them they did not move. They just stared through me. I bolted and ran as fast as I could back into the house and explained it away as a deer or some sort of raccoon. Later that summer, I sat on our screened-in porch that partially faces the swamp and connected the woods to the east. It was approximately 11 p.m., and when I heard what sounds like a bear fighting or some sort of thing attacking a cow, since there was a small farm to the southwest of my property... I assumed that perhaps a cow wandered off into the woods and was being attacked by a bear. I didn't know if this was something that a bear would do, but it was my only guess based on the sounds I was hearing at the time. It was some sort of roar like a bear, but then followed by a frantic sounding cow's mooing. This went on for over an hour, and it was perhaps one of the most horrifying sounds I've ever heard. It did not frighten me since I had this rational explanation, but even weirder, this same series of sounds happened again over the following summer. I never investigated the area of the woods these sounds came from because it was not my property. A couple of years later, I had the chance to purchase this area and 70 acres to the west, which consisted of the woods connected to mine and a few tilled fields and more lumber and ponds. As part of purchasing this land, I spent a lot of time walking around it to understand its value and layout. As part of my walk, I was able to get a much better look at the farm set up to the south. As I suspected, the farm did have cows, but the area they were kept in was a long distance away from my house, much too far for me to be able to hear them. The fencing was also exceptionally well built and electrified, there was no way a cow would just wander out from that farm. I didn't think about this until recently, but it's best to lay everything out in chronological order. After obtaining the property, I put up tree stands at various locations and trail cameras to prep for the upcoming deer hunting season. One spot was the hilly woods where I heard those sounds many years prior. Again, I did not connect these two things until now. The area was very odd, as whenever I hiked through there, I always saw some new strange thing. One time my son and I found an old game snare tied to a tree that looked like it had been dried with blood. Another time, we saw at least a hundred-year-old tree with a barbed wire fence completely spiraling the entire trunk, growing in and out of the different intervals. I've also found many tree trunks with substantial scratches or claw marks not resembling an antler rub or any sort of bear, but maybe it's just a giant bear, who knows. We'd almost always find dead animal bones in this area, and even this winter I found a couple of deer legs snapped and picked clean. My sons have found numerous animal skulls out there as well. As I was saying, I put a game camera in this area since I had seen tracks and signs and wanted to get a sense of the best place to hunt. I've tried one there many seasons, and unlike my other cameras, I've never captured anything on it. Nothing. Not a single thing. My son has posted there a couple of times for hunting season as has mentioned a strange sense of quiet. He used to think the forest sounds were just lacking in this area. Maybe there weren't many bugs or something. But he would note that they would sometimes come alive again randomly and be just as loud as everywhere else. As if something were coming and going. He has mentioned hearing something walking around in the past as well. A couple of years ago, my son went out hiking in the woods to try to find me since I was out doing some forest management. As he walked through this area he thought he spotted me coming through the woods fast but quickly noticed that the walk and clothing were nothing like mine. He said this quote-unquote person he saw did not notice him and seemed to be walking in a straight line, like they had tunnel vision or something. Seeing someone in this part of the woods in their travel direction doesn't make any sense since there would be no reason for them to even be doing this, especially since the way they were going only leads to deep ravines and an uncrossable river. After he found me and explained what he saw, I quickly investigated whether he was a trespasser or if it was something else. I hiked for quite a while, but I never found anything or anyone. They either got picked up on the road or vanished. That same year, my son had a friend over, and they went for a late afternoon walk in the woods. As it began to get dark, they made their way back by walking on the edge of the field next to the area of woods. They saw a figure a little ways off in the trees as they passed by. Whatever they saw was near one of the hills in this patch of forest and seemed to be making some hand gestures. It began strolling towards them, when they called out, ''Hey, hello?'' He or it stopped and said nothing. At this point, the boys sensed something was wrong, and they bolted back toward the house. They rushed into the house and told me what they saw, and I of course laughed it off as their minds playing tricks on them. My son described the figures being very tall like 10 to 15 feet, but with skinny arms. Its body was dark with hair all over. They even thought it was an animal because of its odd appearance. It even seemingly had German Shepherd type ears. It was gaunt and skinny and strangely, strangely long. Being the curious and protective father I am, I was worried about it being a trespasser, a drug addict, or something even worse. So I told them I would take a look. They brought me to the area and pointed to where it was standing, and I headed into the woods. Since it was winter and there was snow on the ground, I thought it would be easy to locate the tracks of whatever this thing was and find out where it came from and where it went to. There wasn't a single track or disturbance in the snow when I got to that spot, though. There was no way an animal or a man could have been in that area and left no traces. They had either made it up or their minds really had played tricks on them. Or so I thought. My son and his friends still swear they saw it, clear as day, and I can attest that their fright was real. My wife has also experienced strange thrashing sounds and other feelings of dread or being watched in this part of the woods and generally refuses to go there anymore. All of this brings me to today, where I suddenly realize that all of these strange sounds, sightings, bones, and events seem to be centered around this one area and I'm just at a complete loss of what it all means. It's all too strange to bring this up and discuss it with people I know around here, but I wanted to see if my story would resonate with anyone here in the swamp. I'll continue to investigate on my end, but I would love to know what you all think. After doing some internet research, it does sound very similar to a dog man, but there are also some strange circumstances that don't quite match up. Something Large Watched Our Camp By Anonymous Growing up, I had a childhood friend that lived relatively close by, and we were like two peas in a pod. We were both very adventurous, believed in the paranormal, enjoyed astronomy, and generally just being outside. She was born in Alaska, and her dad lived there for quite a while, so they were always into camping, hiking, fishing, skiing, you name it. I got introduced to fishing with my friend's family, and did a lot of camping with them. This happened during the mid to late 90s, and we were about 10 to 12 years old at the time. It's been a while, so I can't remember exactly. On one camping trip, we went to this lake in the forest surrounded by a meadow, and feeding the lake was a small stream leading out of the woods. Anyway, we played in the field and stream all day while my friend's dad fished. The lake wasn't too big, because it had a huge meadow all around it. He could keep an eye on our whereabouts while he fished. While messing around by the stream, the wooded area it was coming from gave me a weird vibe. I couldn't explain it. It just felt uneasy. Anyway, the day faded into early evening, and it was time to leave and find a camping spot. My friend's dad packed up his fishing gear and we walked back to the truck on this long, winding path through the woods. Once in the car, we drove into a more remote area of the forest and made our way to the steep road that was so rough and inclined that I was convinced that my friend's dad would break his truck. He had a four, maybe six-cylinder Toyota pickup that was about as basic as a truck could get. I'm not even sure if the truck had four-wheel drive, but I trusted him because he was an avid Alaskan outdoorsman with years of experience. We finally made it up to the top, which was flat and relatively open with a significant forest area in the opposite direction from the road we drove up. We pitched our tents, got everything set up, and my friend and I decided to explore the area. We were maybe 50 yards away from the tents when we heard a big crack as a tree branch snapped in the woods behind us. We got quiet and looked in the direction but did not see anything. Thinking it was just a deer, we brushed it off. As we walked more, we heard it again and whispered about what it could be, but we kept on going. It stopped briefly, and when we were about 200 yards from camp, we sat on a boulder looking down the steep, wooded hill overlooking the dirt road from where we had come. Suddenly, we heard another cracking branch from behind. Whatever it was seemed to be following us. Our imaginations were going wild. We came up with everything from a serial killer stalking us in the woods to Bigfoot. When we got back to the campsite, we told her dad what we had heard and how it seemed to be paralleling us. He played it off as a black bear and secured all the food. Later on, my friend confided in me that her dad had gotten out his pistol and would be sleeping with that all night. My friend and I were sharing one tent, and he was in his tent not far from us, so we figured everything should be okay. I awoke sometime in the middle of the night, I'm not sure what time it was. hear something or someone walking outside. I could listen to it quietly circling the tent as I lay there listening. It sounded like it was walking on two legs because it had a distinct rhythm to how it walked. That said, it sounded big. It sounded like it had clear weight to it, if that makes any sense. As it put each foot down and walked, I could even hear relatively quiet but deep heavy breathing at times. As I listened intently, I could hear it wandering to other parts of the campsite, then back to our tent, almost as if it were walking in a big, repetitive loop. For who knows how long, it felt like an eternity to me. Terrified and unable to wake my friend, I listened until I eventually fell asleep. The following day, I told my friend and her dad about it, but I don't think they believed me. Interestingly enough, absolutely nothing in the camp was disturbed in any way. The ground was not very soft and covered in grass in some places, so footprints weren't very legible, but there were some clear, giant, wolf-looking prints. I always wondered what walked around our tent that night. After hearing many stories from the Swamp Dweller, I think it might have been some sort of Dog Man. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true Dog Man horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. If you enjoyed these stories, you know the drill. Be sure to punch that like button, subscribe if you're new, and turn on notifications to never miss a new episode as I upload them nearly every single day and all things natural and supernatural. If you're a fan of this type of stuff but you have a story that you'd like to share as well, be sure to send in your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. And stories like yours help keep this show going on a daily basis. Many thanks to our sponsor today, GhostBed. Be sure to check out ghostbed.com swamped and use code swamped to save 40% off your entire order. If you made it to the very end, I would love to know what story was your favorite. It helps me pick better stories in the future, and I'm glad to see your reviews. If you got to the end as well, today's code word is sticky spiderweb. so be sure to comment that down below. The funniest comment will be pinned per usual. Don't forget to join me over on all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Google, whatever else is out there. I'll, I'll be there. Just search Swamp Dweller and I'm sure I'll pop up somewhere. Thank you for supporting the swamp the way you do. I'll see you all soon with another creepy episode.